Welcome to the FUMS Now podcast show, where you'll gain information, inspiration, and motivation for living your best life with multiple sclerosis. Find us online at FUMSnow.com. I'm your host, Kathy Reagan Young. Well, hello there. Thanks for hanging out with me. I have a wonderful guest today that will share her MS journey, but first I want to tell you about something else I'm doing. It's the Patients Getting Paid membership community where I help people with chronic illness find and create work that both accommodates their health and generates an income. We have folks that have started full online businesses, people who have learned to find gig work, and others who found entirely new industries they had no idea existed, but that fit into their lives and allow them to take good care of themselves while also making money. If this sounds interesting, you can learn more at patientsgettingpaid.com. You can also join right from that website. And I suggest you do that soon because there's a price increase coming up. Do it soon. Jennifer Powell is the brand and marketing manager for BioNews, of which Multiple Sclerosis News Today is a subsidiary. Jen's also the host of the Multiple Sclerosis podcast, as well as a featured columnist there. An active advocate in the MS community, Jen imparts her hopeful optimism into real-life challenges facing the MS community. Now, with secondary progressive MS, Jen continues to elevate the patient voice to better the lives of those living with MS. Boy, does she ever. Welcome, Jen. I'm so glad we're finally doing this. We've been talking about this for a long time. We have. And you know what? It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And we have been toggling. (laughs) We have. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. What did your life look like before your MS diagnosis? Oh gosh, you know, sometimes when you've had MS so long, you don't remember. Remember? Yeah, right. You don't remember like running. What was that? You know, it's like the little things. But I guess psychologically speaking, I'd say a freedom I didn't know I had until after I had MS. Mm. But insofar as life itself, It looked like anyone else's life. It looked like going to college, um, starting teaching, writing, and evolving in hope and looking to the future. I think my bucket list was limitless. And I felt felt a freedom, like I said, I didn't know existed until that freedom. I don't want to say it was gone, but it, it for sure changed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that brings us right up to your MS acting up and and you getting a diagnosis. I believe you said that was in um, 2010, right? That's right. That's right. So can you share that story? Absolutely. I had gone back to Ohio to help my cousin with the birth of her child. And um, anyone knows that's not an easy journey for anyone, but I'm juggling a newborn and a toddler so she can rest. And that was two weeks of, I just love them. It was wonderful, but a lot of stress. (laughs) And I felt, I began to feel a type of exhaustion I was not familiar with. So I had had endometriosis previously, but that's different. It's a, it's a pain. It's not exhaustion. I came home from that trip and I'm not kidding you, Kathy, I face planted. Mm -hmm. And what, what was, I would say three months of what we now know was Epstein-Barr. Oh. Yes. So three months of sleeping 16 hours during the day and really not 
knowing the doctors didn't know, you know, upon hindsight, we now know it can trigger MS. However, that led to one morning waking up and I couldn't move. I couldn't Gosh, I felt like I had a stroke. I struggled and my uh, husband and I got in to see the doctor in four days, which is rare. Yeah. Especially back then. Yes. Yes. And we went to a neurologist. So just a general neurologist. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of a funny person. So I walked in after the MRI. I said, so am I normal? (laughs) And he looked at me and he said, sit down. Oh, that feeling in your stomach yes. kind of happened. And yeah. Oh, man. Asian. So had you been a teacher at the time that the Epstein bar kicked your ass? Like, did No, I had been a teacher previously, but after that, I was a freelance writer. I wrote a book on endometriosis. I also just be, be, I was very active in trying to help women with the management of that disease because I had an extensive history of that. Well, how did I not know that you were an author? You know what? Well, my last royalty check was 80 cents. So I don't think many people knew. (laughs) 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 Oh, I love that though. I keep learning more and more about you. You're more and more amazing every time. So that gave you some freedom anyway. It wasn't like face plant, I'm out for three, for 16 exactly. hours a day for three months and I'm going to lose my job. You exactly. were freelancing. Okay. And, and which is rare because yeah. I see how that would have been today or any day with a job. I don't, I, I see and I feel for people who go through that because yeah. there's a loss of income. There's a, a fear built yeah. in adds to the stress. Right. And at the time that you're going to need an income more than ever. (laughs) And a time when the doctor, the best advice I ever got, you have MS, don't stress. That's bad disease. Right. I'm like, you want to like pay my bills or. Right. Yeah. What's stress? What is there to stress about? You have MS. Yeah. And for me, I had two small children. I'm like, oh, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Come, baby. Yeah. Bonbons and put my feet up. Absolutely. And were you diagnosed with um, relapsing remitting? I was. I was diagnosed with relapsing remitting. And luckily, the neurologist had the foresight to do a spinal tap. So we knew right away that I had proteins. So if I can tell anyone out there getting diagnosed, an MRI is wonderful, but it can mimic a lot of other diseases with the lesions. So a spinal tap can be somewhat definitive and while not fun, it really does help your diagnostic process. And I told them to knock me out, like just hit me with the brick. So don't keep me awake. I didn't know that was an option. Oh, make it an option. <laughs> I love that. You just gave great advice and a, a, an info bomb. I did not know that was an option. Hells to the yes. Had I known that, I would have said, I was just yeah. like a deer in the headlights. Like whatever you tell me I have to do, I'm going to do. It was horrible. I shouldn't say that because <laughs> no, people that it, are listening that horrible. are newly diagnosed you are going to have to go through this. It's not always horrible. It was horrible for me. <laughs> no, it is. I think had I not advocated for myself with endometriosis, 
I would have probably gone through it a little bit like that, but I'm like, hell no, I know it's possible. Good for you. I love that. That is the best advice. Ah, I love that. Thank you. You've already paid for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Money. (laughs) So did you write, right. Checks in the mail. So did you start with a, a DMT right away? I did. I found actually my husband found um, a really good neurologist that specialized in MS. I started with Capaxone. Okay. And um, and I at that time now I got scared. I was a deer in the headlights because here we are starting a medication. I'm doing what I'm told. I'm told this medication won't cure it, and it didn't. Not only that, it lasted for maybe ten months until I started Tessabri. Gotcha. And then you're starting a monthly infusion where they can't find my veins. Oh, yeah. And the nurses are all telling me, oh, it's okay. And I'm like, hmm, no, it's not legit. Okay. Not. It is yeah, legit. legitimately not okay. Not okay. So I got a port. I had a port put in because I knew I was getting monthly infusions. And the doctor recommended that. I got it put in in 2011. I still have it. Wow! it has helped me because not finding a vein is one thing, but not finding a vein after the fourth try and going digging around. Yes. No, there's a quality and a fear built in to go that you go and you're, you're already fearful four days before. Yes. And so I'm sorry, I'm totally digressing, but I've never heard of this. Is, is it a a pain to keep that port clean? Because I think that can be a a real internal. It's internal. Oh my God. Yeah. It's internal. And it's, oh my gosh. It goes under the skin. It's a superpower port. So you can feel the little bumps here, and that's how they access it. And so when you can't access it for like blood, I I think they can, but they they need a chemo nurse. Mm. But, you know, now on Rituxan, on monthly infusions, Oh my goodness, I can't imagine. They can't keep an IV in me for eight hours. Oh, right, right, so, right, right. It helps. Oh, God, Jen, you have just in enla- I mean, I've I was diagnosed 14 years ago. I've been in this advocacy space and interviewing. I've interviewed over 150 people. I never knew this. You've just <laughs> edu- educated a lot of people. Educated. So good. So good. <laughs> Thank you for all that. Okay. So at what point did they decide that you were now secondary progressive? It was interesting. I decided, first of all, because I brought it to them. And, you know, you know your body, you begin to notice cute. And I could not round the corner in the damn bar in the kitchen we've had in the house for 26 years. Oh, I thought you were just saying you couldn't round a corner in a bar. And I was like, well, that might not have been MS, sister. Yeah, that might have been a margarita. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you have the same formation in your house. And every time my spatiality would not work and I'd bump into it. I'd start to, my foot drop got severe. Okay. So I had these pairs of shoes. I loved, I, I, I brought them back to to the store saying, you know, you guys, I'm really nice, but I'm like, you sold me one shoe here, one, nine and a half. No, doesn't work. Okay. There's only one of these two that's not yeah, working, but yeah. it's your fault. It's this damn yeah, shoe. Yeah, 100%. So they're like, um, you're weird, but here's another oh, pair. God. 
happened again. I'm like, I'm not going back. Defective shoemaker. (laughs) (laughs) And Tory Birch, they don't do that. So I realized that something's going on. So I went to my doctor, they did an MRI. Lo and behold, new lesions in my in my cervical spine, C3, C4, you never want those. Yeah. So I, I had to change from Tysabri to Rituximab. Mm, okay. When was that? That was in, oh gosh, that was about seven, six years ago. Oh, okay. And at that time, you know, Rituxan is a bi, like identical B cell depleter to Ocrevus, but Ocrevus wasn't out yet. So it was hard to get this paid for because this was for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, not MS. So isn't it crazy? Started on this US healthcare system. (gasps) Makes me so mad. Okay, I'm gonna go down a really strange side alley here just for a second about the, the shoes and the denial. Because this just happened to me in this last year. No, two years ago, I guess. I suddenly it probably wasn't as sudden, but I'm not observant. But um, particularly when I laid down, but even when I sat, things hurt. So it felt like I was sitting on concrete or laying on concrete. So I had all these pressure points. And I purchased in one year three different mattresses because I was convinced there was something wrong with these damn mattresses. Evil. They were evil mattresses. And mattresses aren't cheap. The ones I chose were definitely not cheap and they did not want to refund me my money. So there was more stress involved there. Anyway, long story short, my primary care told me she's quite certain I have fibromyalgia and that's what's doing it. But it never occurred to me. It And you know what? Amen to some degree because I think, you know, everyone's against denial and I just want to be an advocate for denial for a minute because it Amen. is really fucking helped me. I think if I sunk into it, there's too much there for my little brain to absorb. So I live in a constant state of, I think, very healthy denial. I agree. That was another, I mean, obviously you agree because you were like, yeah, these damn shoes. And I'm like, these damn mattresses. Well, I think our brains can only (laughs) take so much. And then we're just like, no, this is not part of this. Right. Not one more thing. Come on. No. I want to be an overachiever, but not with my disease. Not like this. Yeah. <laughs> I love that story. So where are your three mattresses now? I was able to return two of them. I have one, the one that's left, and I got all kinds of squishy things on top of there to try and make it a little softer. I bought my LJ, just this, the, the mere touch of material is so painful. Hurts. Yeah. And I've been trying it. This is such an aside. This is such a personal conversation that we're having on my podcast. <laughs> but I haven't been able to get into this damn rheumatologist. I've been trying since April. It's August. Isn't that crazy? It's been one it's thing after another. Really, really making mad. healthcare system again. Oh, anyway. We need something. And by that time, we have a totally different issue because it's progressed. To, exactly. You know, exactly. What am I moving on to now? Anyway. That's another podcast. Progress. And now I digressed. All right. So let me ask you, I, I like to ask people if you found any sort of complementary therapies that are particularly helpful, like massage or Dog. yoga or <laughs> cannabis or whatever. Uh, dogs. But um, oh, I, would, I would do cannabis in a heartbeat. I had done it prior, but I'm on narcotics for my health care. And my doctor has asked me not to mix the two. And you know, the one thing I have that I cannot 
ever compromises my integrity. There's a lot of things I can do. I can't. She doesn't test me all the time and I could do it, but I can't. I won't. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it helps me sleep because I never sleep well, but the pain management aspect is so important. I have found meditation incredibly helpful. And I don't mean like I, you don't have to levitate people. Right. Not like that. Okay. (laughs) I can't do that in the middle. I think of my grocery list, but what it is, is I wake up and I think of a mantra that works for me. Like if I wake up and I'm particularly feeling my leg pain, or I can't walk well, my mantra to reel me in throughout the day will be, your legs are like wings. Let them take you wherever you want to go. And it will calm me. Reframe it. Yeah. And so every time throughout the day, I get, you know, bajiggity about the legs, I bring that in. I reel that in with that mantra. That's really good. I choose one mantra and I kind of keep that to center me. I like that. Because I can go fear-based really fast, baby. (laughs) Yeah. I can't go one to, yeah. Especially right in the middle of the night, right around 3 a.m. I like to wake up and really what if some shit. (laughs) And And get the hell out of Everybody wake up. I'm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not okay. Yeah, oh, the, hate the committee inside our ears. Oh, right. And then I get up in the morning and I go, what the hell was I thinking? That this, whatever right. thing I was ruminating is not that big a deal, but boy, it was at 3 a.m. Yeah, I want to share, as you're sharing about that, what I do. So I have a lot of arm pain sometimes. And I this is so bizarre, but my my pain in my arm will hurt and I'll do this. I'll blow away the pain. I can envision things. I have a very creative mind and I can envision blowing that pain right out of my fingertips and it really helps. I love that. Anyway, that's a share. Oh, that's a huge share. I also really quickly, I changed the color of my pain because pain is red and and, fucking red. Yeah, blood red. Awful. And what I'll do is I'll close my eyes and I'll make it a very soft pastel and I will also make it part of me like more of a pastel part of me instead of trying to push it away so it's more friendly yeah it's an acceptance and a dialing down of it so yeah you're here pain but I'm going to accept that it's a part of my life so might as well make it blend yeah make it pretty pretty pastel <laughs> Love it. Red. Yeah. Right, right. I gotcha. Can you speak to how you manage daily life as your disease has progressed and give you know any advice you have for others? I know this is integral to your, it your advocacy. It is. Daily life is different every day. And I think the first thing is to not have expectations of your day. I try very hard. I suck at it, (laughs) but it's a daily try. And I think waking up each day as a tabula rasa, a clean slate, other than what I have for work is just kind of good. My daily life is waking up early. I don't sleep well. So I start work at six around and my work is very, very friendly um, with my disease. 
I play with my dogs and I stay home a lot because of my disease. Mm. If it's hot out like the summer right oh, now, yes. uh, it is my kryptonite. Mm. So I'll make some time though. I need to carve out me time throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I don't care who needs me or how much I need them to just leave me so I can go get centered. I tend to get very overwhelmed when things come at me quickly, people, things. And when you're hurting, it's really hard to assimilate. Yeah. So I think a day is have my coffee, which is (laughs) coffee. Um, And from there, I try really hard not to structure it too hard. I make a list of what I hope to get done. But it it can never be a list of what needs to get done without hurting myself. Because I used to get that list done no matter what. Right, right. I get that. Now it's a list like that. But some days I still do that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're all trying. Yeah, you can't fucking cuss on this thing on this podcast. (laughs) Uh oh. They say the most intelligent people. Us. You know that, right? I am a fucking genius then. Yeah, you and I are men, so watch <laughs> out. <people. laughs> oh, my God. I think a daily, daily, the techniques, though, that I use are basically giving myself grace. That's the biggest technique. Like that. Yeah, that's really helpful. And that can be really hard to learn to do. It's really hard. And speaking up to people at work, I need this space. Yes. You know? Yeah. You know, here's how I learned, and I tend to have to relearn this every few days or so, but to give myself grace in situations, I think, like, would I speak to my daughter this way? Would I expect this of my friend? How would I handle this if it was someone I love? And then I go, wait a minute, it is. (laughs) That is genius because we often forget the first love we have to give is to ourselves. Right. Because if that's not there, then... And that's like, I don't mean to sound like a book because I'm not like- Because you wrote one, but that's another podcast. (laughs) It's just different every day. I would say, you know, the script for a day needs to be ripped up and torn apart. Yes. Love it. Love that. So you said something in your intake document that I loved and you said, and I quote, I have bad days, but a beautiful life. I have an insatiable need to help others, and my job has been a perfect vehicle to do just that. I began as a columnist five years ago and now have the honor to represent our brand as brand and marketing manager. I love that. I love your spirit, and I'm so glad you found a job that supports your spirit where you can feel that you're supporting others too because that that is a whole nother level of feel good. Can you tell us more about BioNews, who and what they are, and what your role is there? Absolutely. Um, right now, I'm the brand and marketing manager of the brand itself, but BioNews is one of the leading online health and science and research publication companies that exist to improve the lives of those living with rare disease. Now, I know MS isn't rare, but it was at one time. Yes. And and what we do with, like with MS News today, we connect the patient with current trusted information while offering support, encouragement, empathy, and guidance because we also have patient perspectives. I was a columnist. 
So I think it's rare to have both authoritative content news and a patient perspective. And I will say unquestionably, the success of our company is due to our core value and our culture. 76% of our employees have disabilities. Wow. I love that. I love that. You told me that you have a heck of a support system, parents, sister, and a devoted husband of 25 years and your two dogs. That's fantastic. Can you even imagine going through this disease without them? I mean, isn't it just so heartbreaking to think of people that do? It's heartbreaking. And I want people to know that devoted husband, um, we just got in like a huge argument. So just know that. <laughs> I love no, that. I, I need you to know. And yeah, I need people to know that it's real. It's real. It's yeah. not like, yeah, I, I just know it, yeah. the presence is sometimes I need to frame my mind. But support is interesting to me. I have found support in women who are now family. They're my friends, but they're my few. And I encourage people. I can't imagine not having support, but I also know that I was in a place at one time where I refused to seek support because it wasn't who it should be. Like, because my family at first didn't understand and they didn't, they didn't. Okay. Somebody very important to me didn't. It hurt very badly. Mm -hmm. And instead of, I banged my head against the wall, figuring that out, but I finally went over here and it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, you support yourself. A hundred percent. It just struck me when you said that, that you had to seek it. And I would also say, sometimes you just have to see it. So, right? Like there's support there that Maybe for a moment that is <laughs> Oprah. Yeah. I'm available by the way. I'm just Gail, I'll be your Gail <laughs> because sometimes it's available, but you're not seeing it, or you are. I know in my case, I way too often act like, No, I'm good, I'm fine, I'm fine, I don't need it. You know, the acronym for fine, and I can't say it here, but oh, I think you could, you I could, could say, it. Yes. <laughs> it's F-U-M-S. You can say Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and uh, let's see what E is. I forgot. Extra. E <laughs> extra, way extra. <laughs> I love it. I wrote a column on fine because so often we have to make it fine for otherwise we'll blow and other people can't can't hold our truth. Right. And I think in a struggle... I'm often hyper-independent in a struggle to keep that independence. And I walked yesterday like I had like 14 martinis. I was bumping into things. My husband's like, do you need anything? I'm nope, good. I'm all good. I'm nope. fine. Tripped over the dog. Like, I don't do well. And I think it it's an honor when you can accept support because receiving I think it's just as much an honor for someone to be there. 100%. And that's another one that I have to run through my fucked up head filter where I go, yeah, the committee in there where I go, okay, I don't personally want to ask for help, but how would I feel if my dear friend needed help and didn't 
ask for it. And how great would it feel if she did ask for it? Like, oh, you trust me? You know I'm there for you? You know that I love you? Yes, of course. I, it would feel so good for me. It would feel good to be there. And and people might look at you and look at me and think we have it more together. We don't. Would it? No, no offense to you. No, 100%. I do not. But my husband left the room to go upstairs for bed and I started crying. I needed to get out some things and he hurt me and came downstairs and I was immediately embarrassed, but then he held me and it was necessary and it's a lesson. I hide a lot in an effort to both save somebody else too, but I realize that you push people away. Yeah. Truth. Truth. And in some ways you're, you know, I catch myself doing that, especially with my kids, because I want to protect them. I don't want to worry them, this, that, and the other thing. And then I remember when my parents were going through health issues and they didn't confide in me. And I ended up, when I would go to visit them, I would go through their medicine chest and write everything down and then go do research trying to figure it out. And it was so much worse because... The anticipation worse than the realization. Like I'm thinking they got all these other horrible things and it wasn't that bad, but they didn't want to burden me, but they burdened me because I was, they weren't sharing with me. And so I try and remember that and, and, and be transparent and share with people what's going on. You don't have to worry about me. I'll tell you. The other people, when you are transparent and, and you are sharing you liberate someone else to do the same you really do so true you really do and it's a hard lesson i grew up in a family where you just don't you're not sick suck it up you're fine and i think the freedom to be me it, it will give someone else that freedom to know it's okay i love that and it made me mindful of why i think these you know patient support groups and patient advocacy groups are so important because it is a shared vulnerability. And well put, well put. that's so double-sided supportive. I mean, powerful. It's, it's powerful. Yeah, it really is. And that's why it's so important. I mean, I was diagnosed 14 years ago and none of this stuff existed. And I'm so grateful that it exists now and that I get to be a part of it because I see what life was like without it. And I see what life is like with it. And it is night and day. And I hope nobody ever has to go without some support. Even if if they don't feel they get it from their family and their friends, I hope they get it from a patient advocacy group somewhere along the lines. They get loved up somewhere. <laughs> loved up. Absolutely. And I think heard. Heard. Validated. Yes. 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 hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your story and your heart with us today. I adore you. And I really appreciate you spending time and sharing everything. If people want to find out more about you or BioNews, where's the best place to go? If you want to find out more about BioNews, go to bionews.com. And about me, you can go to Multiple Sclerosis News Today. I have my podcast there and you can also find me at MS in SoCal on Instagram. Not a big account. My dog has the big account. (laughs) (laughs) What's your dog's name? You have two, don't you? I have two golden retrievers, but Abby uh, is at 
SoCal Golden. And yeah, uh, she makes just almost, she makes money. She's bringing her in. She's paying for her kibbles. Oh, that is great. I'm giving the side eye to my dog Snickers, who (laughs) is definitively just a money suck. We'll make, we'll make Snickers some money. I mean, really. I can be the agent. (laughs) Yeah. Get busy Snickers. Wake up. I want to thank you though, because I've always admired your strength in advocacy and the truth that you share because truth is where it's at. Truth is how we come together and liberate and become one. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. I appreciate that. So, you know, there's one more thing before we go, right? Everybody's favorite part. <laughs> okay. I love it. So we here in the FUMS nation speak to the stupid diseases it deserves, and we tell it FUMS every single damn day. If you would, please lead us in our salute to the bastard. Now, I'm going to do middle fingers extended. You can join me in that if you would like. But either way, are you ready? We'll do it on three. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three. FUMS. Yay! That was a good one. That, I felt that one. Good for you. Everybody in the world, but that's good. Love it. Thanks, Jen. Thank you so much. Quick shout out to Steve Woodward at podcastingeditor.com for the fantastic work on his podcast, including editing, show notes, and ingenious ideas. If you'd like help with your podcast, whether you're just starting out or an old pro, visit podcastingeditor.com and tell Steve I sent you. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you listening to the FUMS Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe to it so you won't miss an episode. You can do that right on the website at FUMSnow.com. While you're there, sign up for the free email list so you'll be among the first to know of any new findings in MS research, new therapies and products, as well as any blog posts and podcast episodes I release. Want to chat with others in the FUMS community? Join us on Facebook at FUMS Now. Thanks again, and don't forget to talk to the stupid disease as it deserves. Tell it FUMS every day.